I also would like to welcome and greet all of you, especially all those who are connected online right now. May the faithful Lord bless all over the earth. Our friends from New Zealand are writing when it is half past seven at, on Saturday at your place, then with, with us it's Sunday morning at 7.30. These are the time differences which we have on earth. And in New Zealand starts every new day. As we all know, I have to give you a report. We all know that today is the last meeting in this year. <coughs> On the first weekends, the next meeting will already be in January. On the 2nd and 3rd of January, the time is running, the days are coming and are going, and no day, no week returns anymore. I did my best, also in this year, I was astonished when we looked up my journeys in the Internet. 88 flights from January up to November in 21 countries and of them six countries I traveled to for the first time. Just so nice that God is opening new doors, opening hearts and that His revealed word is reaching the ends of the earth. On my last trip, I was also for the first time in Papua New Guinea, in Port Moresby, and God has, has given a new beginning there. Eight years ago, brother, brethren came into connection with us. About th three years ago, there was a new start there. But then came a bishop from England, from the Oneness Church. And there he wanted to establish his order. And then some of the brethren, they could not follow him. The women should lead the meetings and so forth. Many things were added there. And then the one brother, he was very much in connection with us and he just wrote us, you have to come here. And that's how it happened, that I could be there. Now just to make it brief now, on Sunday was the first sermon, on Monday that bishop died who wanted to take over everything there. And on Tuesday, we had then a new beginning, a wonderful new beginning. Excuse me. <coughs> and the brother who wanted to 
uh, who had to take over the leading there, he stood up and he said, God led it in such a way that you have come and this brother has gone so that we can be aligned with the word and that we not again come into a new era. So God has given much grace there. The whole group, little and great, they came to the front and they were asking me that I should bless all of them in the name of the Lord. And this I did then also, just grateful for what God is doing. Then, in Manila, we had a meeting with about 60 ministering brethren who were coming together from the whole country to have fellowship with me and with one another and a number of questions we could answer. And God has given grace. It was probably one of the longest meetings we had, more than three hours, just setting forth the word of the Lord, one question after the other, answering from the Holy Scripture. And God has given grace to it. Then, the new connection to Nepal and in the surrounding countries there, Thailand, God has given just much grace to it. This one can say, the time difference, of course, gives me sometimes trouble and problems. To Port Morrisby, it were nine hours flight. The night became the day and the day became the night. But nevertheless, I'm grateful to God that He has given much help. And one can say of a truth, God has given grace for this journey. And that's what it's all about. <coughs> then, today we have visitors in our midst. We have a visitor from Atlanta, visit from Kinshasa. And I just would like that all brothers stand up now. Our brother George, our bro I always forget the name. God bless you in a special way in our midst. You have brought greetings with you. I just pass it on now. And just take greetings with you. Whom else do we have? Then we have one brother from Grotno, Bielorussia. Can you stand up so that all can see our brother from Grotno? God bless you in our midst. Yes. Whom else do we have? I know there are some here. Who is here today for the first time? Would you please stand up? Please stand up. Yes. One brother came from Holland and he wants to be baptized. If the Lord gives grace, we can have tomorrow the opportunity for baptism and also a child dedication we will have. Be welcome. All those who are here for the first time, be welcome. Then we have greetings from half of the world. 
I wrote down some names, greetings. Yes. Who is here from Birmingham, from England? Who is here? Where are our brethren from Birmingham? Where are you? Please stand up. Yes. God bless you in our midst. Who else is here whom we can call upon briefly so that we don't forget anyone here? Then we have greetings from Cape Town, from Johannesburg, from Nairobi. We really have greetings from all over, from everywhere. Sometimes I have the impression that if I mention some and I mention not the others, that then there could come up some problems. But all the brothers in all peoples and tongues and nations, they shall know that we feel joined in the Lord. And if I hear that now more than 450 users are connected online. And then if I think about it, how many, especially in Central Africa, also Dr. Bie is sending greetings. And there are coming, two or three thousand people are coming together to, to listen and to experience we wish all in East and West, in South and North, on this continent, from Scandinavia up down to Palermo and from Bucharest up to England, wherever, we wish all God's richest blessings <coughs> who are now connected online, who are tuned in. We are living in a time, maybe just briefly, the, the hint which concerns us as a local church. Our precious sister Donda, yesterday she went home. And I have to say, my two visits in the last hours they made me very happy. I seldom have seen somebody going home in this way, just so nice. I knew Sister Donda since 1963, and these are many years, and she was a silent woman, and all who know her, she was a blessing to them. By the way, she is the mother of our brother Reinhold Donder and the mother-in-law of brother Helmut Frank. Then we have to report many things of what God has done already and also of what is happening right now on the earth. Before we touch upon it briefly, let me read you the last. Let me read you the last advert in a Christian magazine that, that you know that we put weight on that in Berlin and that all over, all over people are reading what we believe and what we are presenting, and this magazine 
is really read by many politicians also, by very high people. There we are writing with a picture of a baptism. Missionary Ewald Frank is preaching on all continents the full gospel as it was preached in the early church. And as we find it in the book of Acts, to this belong a personal conversion to Christ, the scriptural baptism of the believers, and a well-pleasing life to God. Then comes the next passage, the so-called Christian infant sprinkling, which comes from the 4th century of Christ, he is rejecting because it has no biblical foundation whatsoever. Then comes the Great Commission, Jesus Christ. But before comes the Great Commission, it says, Jesus Christ said, let suffer the children to come to me. And he blessed them by laying on, laying on of hands. Mark 10, 13 to 16. But he did not baptize them. He did not sprinkle them. And then it goes on. The last passage. The apostles have preached and they baptized. As the Lord commanded it, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Then, in closing, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 41, those who gladly received his word were baptized. We did our duty and we all know exactly that the last divine message has a twofold uh, meaning. Firstly, for a testimony and secondly, for the calling out of the true believers in this time. The ones will be without excuse and the others will have heard the call. They will come out and they will let themselves be prepared unto the glorious day of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then we have concerning Israel, we all understood what is happening right now. We also understood what is happening in Europe. From the 1st of December, the European flag is waving in all 27 parliaments. 7,000 people are occupied there. One can read everything. And the very new thing is, our president is today in the Vatican and it went through the world is calling for a faithful world authority 
And the second is, Russia announced the full diplomatic relations after 92 years to have established them with the Vatican again. Everything is going on. Everything is taking its course in our time. And I just say it out of conviction, based upon the Holy Scripture, the end of all things is at hand. And right in this connection, it's of course written, be sober, remaining sober, seeing everything, placing everything, and nevertheless remaining sober. Let me, to the developments which are going on now, let me read two verses from the prophet Daniel to show you that at that time where the fourth world empire is coming up, the Lord God is establishing His kingdom on the earth. Let us read it from the prophet Daniel, from chapter 7, verse 23. Daniel 7, verse 23. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down, and break it in pieces. Yes. And then it says, in verse 27, and the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey Him. I just made a look into the history and here the Roman Empire is shown in history. In the year 800, the crowning of Charles the Great is described. And listen now, listen. How can one express it? What kind, what kind of meaning at that time already the Roman Empire had for them? I read from history. But the Roman Empire remains as long as God wants. God has set its time. All the earth shall serve this kingdom. The doctrine of the whole Roman Empire of German nation. Nothing can be shaken about it. 
There's one more sentence which I would like to read. Oh my. This sentence I cannot understand. No. Yeah. Latin, Latin. Rome, the head of the world. The head of the world, Rome, the head of the world is holding the reins in her hands. Far more than the Middle Age. And one can read on. Rome is holding the reins of the world in its hands. What shall one say to it? The last world empire comes forth and God calls out. And to be honest, when the kingdom of our Lord will be proclaimed on the earth and will commence at that time where the fourth empire is subduing the whole earth, how near is then the rapture? Perhaps we will publish it again. How, how we set forth the end time according to the Bible. Three, three and a half years for the ministry of the two prophets. Three and a half years for the great tribulation. So, after the rapture, there are seven more years and then the millennium will be proclaimed. As we, we can read in other scriptures, perhaps from Revelation chapter 11, here we have it in verse 17, Revelation chapter 11, in verse 17 it says that at that time, Revelation 17, Revelation 11, 13, uh, 17, my, saying, We give thee thanks. We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, who art, is, and was because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast come to reign. Then, in Revelation chapter 12, it's written in verse 10 and 11, Revelation 12, verse 10 and 11, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down 
who accuse them before our God day and night. Then are coming the overcomers. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. So, not that we make ourselves afraid and say to one another, please, please, no, remaining sober and nevertheless taking it to heart and preparing ourselves. Just be honest now. If it is written, those who were ready went in to the marriage supper and the door was closed. Then it is not enough that we just place the Bible prophecy and we are grateful for it. Yes, I am very grateful for it, for the word of prophecy, very grateful with all my heart for the insight into the whole plan of salvation of our God. But the main thing remains our calling out, our preparation unto the glorious day of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And because we know this, and we see it also on the signs of the time, just let us think on Israel. And to this, let me read, referring to the beloved people of Israel, which God has chosen. God has chosen Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. This was God's choice to testify for the people of the earth and then to say, ye are my witnesses. Now, just let us read two scriptures from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 36, Ezekiel, chapter 36, and here, verses 34, Ezekiel 36, firstly from verse 24, Ezekiel 36, from verse 24, For I will take you from among the heathen, and gather you out of all countries, and will bring you into your own land. Here it was a promise. Today it's a fulfillment. And our Lord said, when you see that the fig tree is putting forth buds, then you know that the time is very near. So, the Lord has called out His people from around 150 nations. And when I was thinking about it, please don't be angry with me, that I was also in about 150 countries. I was allowed to preach there, to carry the divine message, to give the last call, then one just has to say that two things are running parallel in this generation 
the gathering of the people of Israel from all peoples, tongues and nations and the calling out and gathering of the people of God from all peoples, tongues and nations. And if we think on Africa, even from every tribe, from every tribe, not only nations and tongues, from every tribes, from every tribe of Africa, from every tribe of Africa, God is calling out. And therefore, we have to pay attention to it not only the gathering of Israel, not only the establishing of the state of Israel in 1948, but 1946, God has given a commission on the 7th of May and He has sent Brother Brenham with the message which will forerun the second coming of Christ. And he really said on the same day when it became evening there, then the angel of the Lord appeared unto me and gave me the commission. God is doing both in this time. He is gathering His people and He is completing His church. So that the words from the book of Acts 15 and Romans 11 can find fulfillment. That the Lord at first calls out a people from the nations for His name and then all Israel will be saved. Now, what really touches me is Ezekiel 48. Later on, we perhaps come back to it. But from Ezekiel 47 and 48, we can perceive that when everything has happened, even every tribe will be on its own territory. The divine order will again be established. And as the divine order will be established with the people of Israel in the natural country, so the divine order has to be established in the called out church. God brings, God restores everything. And you can read it your own. In Ezekiel 48, we have the twelve names of the twelve tribes of Israel. You can read it from verse 30 in Ezekiel 48. From verse 30, all the names are listed. And if we go with this to Revelation 21, verse 12, then we have the same names in the new Jerusalem. Revelation 21, verse 12. You can read it. Revelation 21, verse 12, of the holy city Jerusalem. 
and it had a wall great and high and twelve gates in it, and at the gates twelve angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Both things are running parallel. And God restores the divine order so that everything comes back to its place where it belongs. Now, just a few thoughts concerning, concerning the placing of the plan of salvation at the beginning of the New Testament and also now at the end of the New Testament church. To it, let me read just a few scriptures from the Gospel of Matthew to show us how at the beginning everything was placed biblically. And the main thing, when we read in the New Testament, the main thing that we take heed to the word of prophecy, what did our brothers have at the New Testament at the beginning? They had the word of prophecy. And they placed everything biblically. Let us read from the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 9. Here we have in the last verse, our Lord said what he did. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. This is the finishing of what we have now before our eyes. Then comes the new beginning from verse 36 in Matthew 9. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And now comes the, the ordination of those whom he ordained to preach the gospel. Verse 37, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest is truly the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And then in chapter 10, verse 1, the calling of the twelve apostles, their equipment, their enduring, that what they needed for the ministry, verse 1, in Matthew 10. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. 
Then we have the names of the twelve apostles. Yes. Then it continues. Then in verse 14 we have, in Matthew 10, verse 14 we have, And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Blessed are the people who, when God sends someone, who receive him to then be blessed. And then we come already to verse 40 in chapter 10 of the Gospel of Matthew. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him who sent me. And then comes the powerful statement, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. So, those who receive a messenger of God, they will receive, they, they will share the reward with this man of God. And I, this I say now with emphasis. We are not following a man. We are not glorifying a man. But we are not bypassing what God has promised. We are not bypassing what God is doing in our time. But rather we are happy about it. And we have a direct part in it. Then we have in chapter 11, Matthew 11, verse 1, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. And now comes the placing, and that's what's all about today. The placing of the ministry which God has given at that time, and then also the ministry which He has given in our time by His grace. Here, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, we can read from verse 9. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. And now comes the, the reason. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, 
who shall prepare thy way before thee. So, a promised prophet, more than the prophets were, the prophets have prophesied of the coming of the Redeemer. John could say, Behold, this is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And he who likes to know it precisely can read it. Luke 16, 16. The law and the prophets were unto John, and from that time on the kingdom of God was preached. That's how it is written here in verse 13. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And then comes the explanation of our Lord. And if ye will receive it, this is Elijah who is to come. Also here, one needs again another scripture to place and to understand this statement correctly. And this is today my desire to show us from the Holy Scripture the divine evidence of the word of prophecy so that we understand and place everything correctly. Of course, parallel to it, as we said already, it has the bright church has to get her personal relationship with God. Also this, this we probably didn't emphasize in the recent times very much, but nevertheless, we did emphasize it. It is not enough that somebody just says, the prophet said it, the prophet said it. This is just not enough. The prophet had the duty to establish the connection with God. As a signpost has the duty, the task, to show the way and no man stands before the signpost or let themselves be shown the direction in which they have to be driven. And, and then they are driving towards the destination. And therefore, it has to be achieved that we are connected with God. It is not enough to connect to be connected with a prophet, we have to be connected with God and we have to know that God speaks through the mouth of men, but that we need the connection with God personally. I, I just say it because all over the earth, it's just in the message, it's just preached the prophet, the prophet. No man is looking up the Bible. Nobody goes to the word of prophecy. Nobody takes other scriptures to it, but just all are fiddling around with the quotes. And God has given us the grace that we are going into the word. I just want to show you two or three things which are very important to me from the Holy Scripture. Let us firstly go to the word from Titus. Titus, 
chapter 1, here Paul wrote some very important things. Titus 1, from verse 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. Here we have the elect before our eyes. Not in general, all the believers, but rather those who were chosen before the foundation of the world, that they would receive and will receive what God promised and what God is doing in their time. Then it continues in verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. And now comes that, what I would like to emphasize, but has in due times manifested His word through preaching which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. Verse 3 has really power in it. Chosen before the foundation of the world to receive the truth, to believe it. But that, what he promised, this he manifested through preaching, manifested, he has manifested his word in due times. Only when the time of fulfillment comes, it's a time appointed by God himself, and then he reveals his word and his will. And we are taken into the will of God according to the word of God. There are really other scriptures to it, right in the book of Acts, chapter 2, where Peter is also using this word as Paul has used it there. Book of Acts. Chapter 2, verse 23. Acts 2, verse 23. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, He, according to the determinate counsel of God. So, God has everything determinate, everything He purposed and planned before the foundation of the world. And we are, we were included into this plan, but in its appointed time. Brothers and sisters, the, the things of the end time couldn't take place 500 years ago. Everything is happening according to the right time. When the time was fulfilled, always the time has to be fulfilled. Let us go to the well-known word in the prophet Daniel. 
Here we have very special statements which lead us over into Revelation. Daniel verse 4 then also verse 9 Daniel chapter 12 verse 4 But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Did we all read it here? Seal the book until the end time. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Since when was this book open to us? It was sealed until the end time. And behold, then there was a 28th of February, 1963. And then there was a march from the 17th to the 24th of March when the seals were opened. And I say it very honestly, from that time on, I don't need to interpret anything anymore in the book of Revelation. Every verse, every chapter is is open, is revealed. We have access to it. One finds the connections to it because God has opened the book, loosened the seals, seal until the time of the end. If we have arrived in the end time, then God had to keep His word because this was the time and the book was opened and we are grateful for it. Then we have in verse 9, in Daniel 12, verse 9, and he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. So, the word end time, we didn't uh, invent it. The word end time is written in the Old and New Testament. And we are living in this time period. And therefore, God has given us the access to it by His grace. But now, just the following now. Let us read from Daniel. Chapter 12, also verse 7, Daniel 12, verse 7. I'm asking all brothers worldwide to read now and to open up your Bible and to respect what God has to say to us here. Daniel 12, and here we read verse 7. And I heard the man clothed in linen, who was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever, that it shall be for a time, times, and 
a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Here we have the exact description. Let, let us go straight to Revelation, chapter 10, to show us the harmony, to show us the harmony in which God's word was written by the Holy Spirit. We read from Revelation, chapter 10, and here we read verse 6. Please, keep your Bible open to Daniel 12, verse 7. I read from Revelation 10, verse 6. And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created the heaven and the things that, they, that therein are, and the earth, and the things that are therein and the sea, and the things that are therein, that there should be time no longer, no delay, the same oath at the same time. And here, one time, half a time, and times until the direct end. And here it says, there shall be no delay any longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, so, hear the oath with the giving of the time, and hear the same oath in which it is said, there is no delay anymore. Now is happening what God has said. The next point is that one, brothers and sisters, that we can find out what is written in Revelation 10, namely of the angel, namely Revelation 10, verse 1. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun. With this word, we have to go to Malachi, chapter 3, to know that God has given the promise that he as the angel of the covenant will also come. I read the twofold promise, prophecy from Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. And now listen closely now. And shall suddenly come to his temple, even the angel of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. The angel of the covenant comes to his temple 
He comes to his temple. Here it's written. This is the twofold prophecy. At the first coming, John the Baptist was the forerunner. He was preparing the way for our Lord. And he turned the hearts of the fathers to the children. But the second part, and this is the Bible prophecy. It's, it says, when the Lord come, will come to his temple as the angel of the covenant, everything at its right time, at its right place. Let us go back to Revelation 10. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a rain, with a cloud and a rainbow. What's the said? Let us go to Revelation, chapter 11, verse 1. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise, and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. We could go into it here, but I'm just asking honestly and sincerely, are we interested in teaching? I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to place Bible prophecy biblical. This is my commission. But in the same way, I also want to experience and witness that we not only get a lesson here, that we are not only teaching the details here, but that we, that we understand for what the word of prophecy was given. Of course, not that it is being interpreted, but that it is being placed there where it belongs. And that one also sees then the fulfillment. You can go to Zechariah 14, where the temple is described as in the prophet Ezekiel. Zechariah 14, 14. Here we have the description of the temple and of the things which will happen at that time. Zechariah 14, actually from verse 1. And then we have the description that our Lord at that time will come down with his feet upon the Mount of Olives from verse 1 to 5. And then we have from verse 14 the description that God will reckon with all those who went forth against Jerusalem. And then in the last verses the description what will happen in the temple. Even that the vessels and the sacrifices, the bowels will be sanctified to God. A very precise description up to the last lines here in Zechariah 14 verse 21 Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall, shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And then we are coming to verse 6 and 7 in Zechariah 14 where it says but it shall come to pass 
It shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not... <coughs> it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. And then comes the description. Then in that day, living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea and half to the east. And then back to Ezekiel 47, where the fountain from beneath of the temple will break forth. 72 times Brother Brenham mentioned Zechariah 14. And one of his favorite choruses was, There shall be light at evening time. And he was singing it with all his heart. We shall walk in this light. We shall walk in this light, beautiful light. And all of us, we are grateful that God in the day of salvation at evening, at the evening of the day of salvation, before the midnight hour breaks forth, He has given light by His grace. And one can say, those who were dwelling in darkness, they saw a bright shining light. But this does not annul Zechariah 14, but it just confirms that a word of prophecy can have a twofold fulfillment. This is our time. This is our evening time. God has given us light. But God will in the same way fulfill on that day what He said here. Let us read from Peter to show us once again how important it is for me, for me, the word of prophecy. And no man will change anything about it. It's written in Second Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 3 before we come to verse 16 to show us that it is not only about the word of prophecy but it's about that we are experiencing our pre preparation by His grace. Let us read from Second Peter, chapter 1, from verse 3. According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him, that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And then we are asked, 
And by this, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly love, and to brotherly love the general love. And then, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then comes, of course, the verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Whoever is lacking these virtues, then he can sing of the things. But in his life, it's not there yet. God wants to give us life, a life in which these virtues are becoming a reality, are being lived out by grace. If one hears what, what people are preaching about grace, that in the grace all sins are forgiven, even the future sins. No, grace is, as Moses said, if I have found grace in thy sight, then let me know thy ways, that by this I might know that I found grace in thy sight. Grace leads to repentance. The Spirit of God leads to repentance. And it's just tremendous. If one accepts the Scripture and lets it speak to oneself, that's how God said it. And that's how it is. And that's how it remains. Then it says in verse 10, Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. And then comes Peter, again to the main point from verse 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. And after this report, what was heard on the Mount of Transfiguration, Then the Apostle testifies in verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well. We possess it, we have it. The grace of God 
was given to us. The word of prophecy was revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. We possess it. It's not somewhere, but it is in our hearts. It is in the Holy Scripture, and we have received the access to it by grace. Then it says in verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. The whole revelation is Bible prophecy. And that what we read in Daniel or in Zechariah or in Ezekiel, everything is Bible prophecy, which may not be interpreted at all, but it must be shown forth in the right connection so that we have the plan of salvation before us in its divine order. Is it not written of Moses? He did everything according as it was shown to him on the holy mount? Is it not written of Noah? He did everything as the Lord commanded him. Is it not written of Elijah? I did everything according to thy word. The time is just here, brothers and sisters, and worldwide, let it be said, this is God's hour. Nobody is allowed to do anymore what, what he wishes, teaching what he wishes, and saying what, what he likes. But now, this is the hour of God, where we have the word of prophecy. We have to place it 100% according to the plan of salvation, so that in the bright church, the unity of faith is being established, where not everyone believes what he likes, but where all are believing what and how the scripture is saying it. Do you agree with it? Where all believe, as the scripture says it, where it says it, where it places it, also with the oath, as we've seen it, be it in Daniel, be it in Revelation, or with the temple, be it in Zechariah, be it in Ezekiel, wherever, or in Revelation. It just has to be brought on one common denominator. There is no contradiction in the Holy Scripture. It just has to be, as we said, it has to be placed biblically. Then we have it here, especially in Second Peter, in chapter 1, once again the emphasis to verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Why do we go to the word of prophecy? Why? Because it has become our light for our feet. We see the connection. We see the connections. In verse 20, once again, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. In the beginning, that's how we read it in the Gospel of Matthew. At the beginning, the ministry of our Lord, the ministry of John the Baptist. And if we then go to the book of Acts, the founding of the church, we have it before our eyes. 
everything placed biblically. Also Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he could say, these are not drunk as you think they are. No, here is fulfilled the word which God spoke through the prophet Joel. In the last days, God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. So, not I think, I mean, no, the going back to the word of prophecy to place the plan of salvation of the New Testament into the prophecies. This we are doing today, to be honest. Today it's our duty to show the harmony of the Old and New Testament from the Gospels, the Epistles, the Book of Revelation, the 100% harmony to show the agreement to the people of God to lay it into the hearts of the people. Now, just in closing, the thought of the return of the Lord, which it is actually all about now. In Second Peter, chapter 3, we have in verse 2 the admonition, Second Peter, chapter 3, from verse 2 that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Now comes verse 4, saying, Where is the promise of His coming? Then verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward you, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Then, right at the end, from verse 14, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. The word of prophecy is wonderful. The placing is wonderful. And I'm grateful to God for it. But the result, the result, must be as written in verse 14. It must become a reality. Wherefore, beloved, seeing, seeing that you look for such things, those things which were predicted, which were promised, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. That's what's all about today. That's what's all about in these meetings, that we really are taking a bath in the Word, 
being purified of all things. And to this comes, the word comes to me now, from Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. After the calling out in chapter 6, in chapter 7, verse 1, it's written, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness, the fear of God. Having these promises, how wonderful is God's word. How wonderful are the promises which God has given us. But they require of us to be faithful to the Lord and to experience the completion. Now, right at the end, 2 Peter 3, where the Apostle Peter had to say that Paul said some things which are hard to understand from verse 16. 2 Peter 3, verse 16. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. So, it is hard to understand. becomes easy to understand if the difficult things are connected with the other scriptures which are dealing with the same subject. Then the hard understanding stops. Then it becomes clear. Then one gets access to it. As we just heard about it. As we read it. Be it Revelation 10. Be it Daniel 12. Be it Zechariah 14. Be it, yeah, wherever, wherever. In Ezekiel 48. Wherever. It becomes easy to understand. To, to understand. If places the scriptures biblically according to the subject and according to the events, then everything becomes understandable. Then, once again, verse 17. As an admonition, ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, Beware, lest ye also, being laid away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. So, one has to be, be attentive to whom one listens to. There are really two sources of revelation and of the inspiration. And the important thing is that we find out on the spot whether somebody draws from the divine inspiration, namely from the Holy Scripture, or whether he is presenting his own opinion and interpretation. As written here, 
being led away with the error of the wicked, falling from your own steadfastness. So, let us remain firm in the word of God, being firm, rooted, as we looked at it tonight. And then God will be with us, will come to his, God will come with us to his right. And all of us, we will get the connection to him. My beloved brothers and sisters, what does God's word mean to you? What does the prophetic teaching mean to you? What, what does it mean to you when, when we speak about it? What God decided in His plan of salvation or what He appointed for a certain time as He wishes? Do you go with it on your inside? Does the Word of God speak to you? Do you have something of the observation of the Word? Does the Word get alive in you? Do you have access to the throne of grace? Because it's the Word of the Lord, which has gone forth from the throne, and which we have as letters before us, and which the Holy Spirit time and again reveals unto us in a wonderful way. If you would be around me sometimes on my journeys, sometimes I'm very sad here in Krefeld because of the condition of the bride church. But time and again when I'm on my journey, I'm really very happy and full of thankfulness that the Lord God has given us this access, this grace. And I say it openly, as it was in the days of Moses and Joshua. At the time of Moses, the word was revealed with everything what God lets it, it, was, it, it was laid into the Ark of the Covenant. And then the Ark was laid upon the shoulders of the priest. And then came the entering into the Promised Land. And then came the dividing of the, uh, of the tribes. Today we have not the pillar of fire amongst us, but the presence of God is in our midst. And the revealed word of God is in our midst by His grace. And the Holy Spirit leads into all the truth. How many, how many did, did understand Revelation 10 and Daniel 12? It's, it's just there. And it's shown to us and revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. May all be blessed worldwide together with us. From the beginning or from, from the rising of the sun unto its going down on all continents. May God have His way with His church in all peoples, tongues and nations. To Him, the Almighty God, be the thanks for His holy revealed Word in our time. To Him be the honor and glory forever. Amen. We stand up. Let us sing as so often just as I am. So wie ich bin, 
Perhaps the two sisters have a song which they could sing for the glory of the Lord. Today, I just would like to say with all my heart, whoever would like to dedicate his life to the Lord fully, do it now. All the young people, all the newcomers, We want to dedicate our lives fully to the Lord by faith, in obedience, being available for Him and by His Holy Spirit being led by His Holy Spirit. That we really experience the calling out and the preparation by His grace that we not only can place the word of prophecy I'm grateful for it but we have to let ourselves be placed properly we have to take our place in the Lord in the church in the body of the Lord we have to seek our connection with God and finding it so that the preaching is worthwhile and accomplishes in all of us for what it was sent for. And as God is watching over His Word, which He gave to Israel, also the coming up of the Fourth World Empire, everything is happening as God said it in His Word. But with us can only happen what we believe, what God promised to us. And therefore, the preaching has to be connected with faith so that it can be manifested in us what God promised. Now we hear the song and then we will pray together. Wie schnell vergeht die Zeit, Freund, denk daran. Bald kommt die Ewigkeit, wo man nichts mehr kann. Was nützt dir dann die Welt, Reichtum, Ehr und Geld? Dein ganzes Leben ohne Gott ist dann verfehlt. Jesus erruft dich, komm in seine Arme. Jesus erruft dich, komm, oh komm zu ihm. 
dein Leben an, wie du gelebt. Und dann erkenne dran, was davon besteht. Wenn du nicht Jesus hast, wird dein ganzes Tun eins für die Ewigkeit in Staub und Asche ruhen. Jesus ruft dich, komm in seine Arme. Jesus ruft dich, komm, o oh komm zu ihm. Jetzt reicht dir Jesus noch, lieb reicht die Hand. Eile, o oh komme doch mit ins Vaterland, wo es keine Sünd mehr gibt, auch kein Schmerz und Leid. O oh, mache dich bereit, denn es ist hohe Zeit. Jesus erruft dich, komm in seine Arme. Jesus erruft dich, komm, oh komm zu ihm. Jesus erruft dich, komm in seine Arme. Jesus erruft dich, komm, o oh komm zu ihm. Amen. Amen. Wer spricht noch heute? The Lord says today, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. He is quickening. He gives grace. He reveals himself. He forgives all sins. He makes pure of all unrighteousness, of everything what separates us from God. On the cross of Calvary, it was finished. The holy blood of the Lamb of God was shed. The four sentences, I repeated them the recent days, Lord, remember your covenant which you made with us. Remember the blood which you have shed for us. Remember the promises which you have given us. Remember the fulfillment so that we live spiritually. It's just like that that God made all things well, that he has taken care for everything. We just have to believe and receiving it by faith out of a thankful heart. And God is doing the rest. As we have our heads bowed, let me ask whoever would like to be included in this prayer before the throne of grace.
God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Actually, all of us, we have need, be it salvation, deliverance, healing, revelation, all of us, we need the Lord, we need more of our God. Let us sing more of the Savior, more of the Savior. Father Schmidt, please pray with us. Great God, we are coming to you, to the living and true God. We thank you that you had men, Lord, who were faithful in your house. But Lord, you yourself came down into your house, you the faithful and true one, our Redeemer and Savior, Lord, our healer and deliverer. We thank you, God of heaven, that we can come into your presence. You who are risen, to you we look, Lord Jesus Christ, we bring you everything. You have seen all the hearts, you have seen all the hands, you know all our desires and longings, and you alone can fulfill them and satisfy them. So, Lord, I'm asking you for your grace, and we all ask for grace. Fill us with thy Spirit, so that we give you the praise and honor and adoration, for thou art worthy to receive praise, honor and glory and adoration. My God, we ask you, bless us. Bless everywhere where your word is being heard in this hour. All who have tuned in and are listening, Lord, the word, Lord, we can preach it. As the disciples then, we can say, did not our hearts burn as he spoke to us? You did speak to us tonight. So Lord, give us grace that we believe you, that we believe your word, knowing that you are the one who has given the promises and you are fulfilling them in our days. We see the days in which we live now, they are the last days. Everything is coming to its fulfillment at its appointed time. Lord, we see that everything you decided is coming to pass. 
Lord, please be with us. Be with your people all over, as we heard in all peoples, tongues and nations, in all tribes. Thanks be to you. We ask it in your name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Yes, beloved Lord, you ever faithful God. In the word of introduction, we have heard Moses was faithful in the house of God in all what he was commanded to do. He did it according to thy will. You are faithful in your own house and your house are we. And beloved Lord, spontaneously it comes to me that I would like to ask you now, let me, as you faithful, be found faithful as your servant, who gives out the food in due time, and that all, that all are being found faithful, who are eating of the table of the Lord. Beloved Lord, give grace and bless. Blessed and praised. Blessed and praised. Be your wonderful name. Moses was faithful. You are faithful. Let me be faithful. Let us remain faithful until the end. For he that persevereth until the end he shall be crowned. Great God, you are in our midst. We thank you for it. You are speaking and you are at work in a wonderful way. Also tonight, your word has not returned void. It accomplishes for what you have sent it for. You are faithful and true in all your doings, you are righteous and just. And we thank you that all things are coming to pass it in its appointed time. Also now, blessed and praised be your name. Together we thank you, dear Lord, that you have opened our understanding for the Scripture, having given us access to the word of prophecy. We thank you that your promises are coming to pass with Israel. And we thank you that they are being fulfilled in your church. And we thank you that also everything what you foretold is coming to pass now. And we recognize 100% that we have arrived at the end of the end time that we have heard the last call, the last message, that we came out, letting ourselves be purified and sanctified, letting ourselves be prepared unto the glorious day of your wonderful return. To you, 
the great God who have, who have revealed yourself personally to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. Because before Abraham was, you are our beloved Lord. You did walk in the Garden of Eden. You spoke to the prophets. You were visiting Abraham. And today you came to us. And you redeemed us. We thank you together for the redemption through, the, through your holy blood. We thank you for the forgiveness of all sins. We thank you that you justified us through the faith in the finished work of redemption on the cross of Calvary. Precious Lord, complete thou thy church unto thy near return. And we are calling out Maranatha. Come. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And all the people said, and all the people said, let us sing. The grace of the Lord be with you. I can just say, the grace of the Lord be with you. Go to rest and think about and leave others also in peace. Thank you.